Welcome to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. My name is Bruce Malkinson, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Accenture Technology Corporation. In each episode, you will learn from industry experts who share their insights and strategies on how to reveal hidden surface data and optimize the performance, comfort, and safety of surfaces. We will discuss and present solutions that have worked for real-world applications across fields like product design and safety testing, consumer, clinical, and human body performance. Hello, and welcome to our Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. I have Paul Graham joining me again. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Bruce. Hi, everyone. So, Paul, in our upcoming webinar, you're going to be addressing protocols for the practical implementation of planter pressure measurement in the clinic. So I have a few questions about that for you in advance. Sure. I, I'd just kind of like to start with uh, the fundamental requirement using planter pressure data is getting measurements that you're confident in. I'm wondering if you could provide a bit of a summary of how challenging it is to collect that data and the influence the equipment has on the process. Sure. Well, it really depends first on what equipment you're using. There's many types of equipment you can use to record planter pressure data. If the equipment is highly accurate and repeatable, you can have confidence that what you're recording is actually what is happening. Then there is the issue between um, a pressure mat, treadmill, or an in-shoe system, and each have got their challenges. For example, an in-shoe pressure system has the challenge that you often need to use a shoe to collect the data because that's what the in-shoe system sits in. And the shoe will have some sort of influence on that data. And Accenture has worked around that by developing up neutral shoes that do not do that. And that can be a really good way of solving that problem. Also, of course, it's how you collect the data. If different practitioners in the same practice have different protocols, then it's really challenging to, to understand if the results of that data collection is different to how you do it as another practitioner or practice against practice or practices right around the world or even looking at the outcomes researchers have when they do their research. If you don't use exactly their protocols, then it's very hard to do accurate comparisons. So this is one of the things we'll be talking about as setting a protocol so that everyone is doing the same way of data collection and data analysis so we can be completely confident on the information that we receive. So then as you uh, then apply the planet pressure measurements to, uh, for example, quantifying foot function and loading, can you share some insight into the key metrics that would be used and what is required to confidently build that into your practice, as well as how that changes the clinical approach? Well, if you look at the key metrics would be the pressure mapping, looking at the colours that indicate where the pressure is as the weight bearing goes through the foot and the areas of loading. We also look at the centre of pressure features, the symmetry between the left foot and the right foot, the trajectory of the centre of pressure, the speed and fluidity of the centre of pressure. That is crucial in understanding any blockages or actual function, such as lack of ankle dorsiflexion, mid-stance, mid-foot joint complex function, and of course, first MTP joint function at terminal stance and pre-swing. 
And these sort of, and sorry, to move on, then we've got the force versus time graph so that we can actually see the loading rates of onloading and offloading, the loading of the rear foot, mid foot and forefoot, and the timings of that. And of course, the statistics that give us confirmation of what we're seeing. And this is really important because using these three major factors, we can start building up an understanding of not only the obvious dysfunction that's going on, but the dysfunction, such as a leg length difference, which we should see something in each of those three different features that we can understand the interactions that are going on, because that's the important part. Okay, so there, there's a lot of a lot of uh, data available and a, and a lot of opportunity. <clears throat> um, so I'm wondering is, you know, obviously the, the purpose of introducing this technology into the clinical evaluation of gait, foot function, and loading is to improve outcome. Can you provide some insights into how treatment strategies might change with uh, measurement technology-based products? I suppose there's two parts to that. The first part is very close to me because I'm very interested in developing this, and that is using the weight-bearing objective dynamic information that is provided by plantar pressure analysis to recommend different physical examination processes to explain that. So often we look at our physical examinations to try and predict function, and we've already got that in true sense. We've acted, the plantar pressure provides us exactly what's happening in dynamic function right at that time. It just doesn't tell us why, and that's where the physical examinations come in to explain that. So instead of looking at doing physical examinations and then doing plantar pressure, reversing it to say, okay, here's the actual dynamic weight-bearing function or dysfunction, what are the things that are not working correctly that we need to then do physical examinations to explain why? And that's what we're going to be going into in this webinar series. The second thing, of course, is to see once we've decided, decided on a treatment strategy, we can then review how that treatment strategy is changing that function by comparing the dysfunction prior to the treatment strategy and then after to see if the patient is responding the way that we are hoping they will respond. Okay. And so now that we have this new information that informs the treatment strategy and <clears throat> a plan forward. Of course, at the heart of this is the patient. And, and with the patient at the center of care delivery, um, I'm wondering if, if you could share with us a little bit about, you know, in what ways does the use of measurement technology affect the patient conversation and patient engagement? Well, most people are familiar with plantar pressure recording and presentation. It's been in the marketplace for many, many years. It's available in some retail sports footwear outlets. People look at the pressure mapping and they say, okay, the red colours are the high pressures, the blue colours are the low pressures, and people get that. So it's a very visual tool to actually help explain things. And if we then bring in the center of pressure features and the force versus time graph, we can really explain 
the information very easily and clearly to the patient to keep them engaged. And that's really important. But there is a, a warning here. It's very easy for the practitioner to overdo it and provide too much information. I certainly did when I started. I now look at just three significant things that relate directly to their condition and just focus on those three uh, particular things. And I find that using the wonderful 3D view in Extensor software is really, really helpful at showing not only the timing and the location of the pressure, but the intensity of the pressure. So that one thing can answer a lot of questions. And again, we'll go into this in that, this webinar series. Okay, so with, with you know, with advanced information and, and perhaps a, um, a step forward in the patient conversation, I'm wondering about, in closing, when you think about the services of foot clinics today and in the future, what do you expect will change and how influential are tools like plantar pressure going to be as we look forward? That's a really great question. As we all move more and more and more towards the research, what we need is measurement of the forces going in and through the foot. And that's where plantar pressure analysis is the obvious choice. Also for a efficiency um, viewpoint, we can look at a video and we can see function, but then to describe that in a way that is going to be relevant to somebody else is a very difficult thing to do because we all have our subjective eyes on when we look at visual gait analysis where objective plantar pressure it not only gives you the objective information in a number of ways, it actually provides reports there and then. And these, this information can be then compared with future information very easily because it's based on a numerical value system. So it is in that respect, it is really relevant to the research and what we do. And it's also a very, very efficient way of sharing the data between the patient, between practitioners, and then doing comparisons later on. But mostly we can, using the intelligent sensors for the extensor system, we can put them in the person's shoes and actually get the person in their normal environment, whether that's at the workplace, in the home, out on the sporting field, where they're feeling their symptoms and actually record what the foot is doing during that actual activity and that's always the challenge when you're doing a, when you're seeing a patient in a clinical environment is that exactly how they would be functioning when they're out doing life where using the in, in shoe system you can actually see that and i know that uh, this is being further developed at the moment by Accenture. so in the future it's even going to be better Paul, thank you uh, for those brilliant insights, as always. And um, of course, you know, this is a, a bit of an overview, but but uh, look, really looking forward to getting into this in a whole additional level of detail in our upcoming webinar and joining you for that. Thanks, Bruce. That's great. Thank you for tuning in to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. To learn more, go to Accenture.com or email us at salesaticsensor.com with any questions you may have. We'd love to hear from you. Never miss an episode by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts. <music>